0: Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions about Christianity or the Christian life that you might be wrestling with or that you have given some thought to or you're trying to answer for a friend. And so what we try to do in this podcast is get a question from someone and wrestle with it here on the program and then try to come to some sort of conclusion. Today we're going to look at a question about heaven. Heaven right now is a very popular topic in Christian circles. In fact, over the last few years, there have been lots of books written about heaven. In fact, there have been books that have been written from a theological perspective, as well as books written from folks who say that they have experienced heaven. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But the question that we're going to look at today is one that I received that I thought was a pretty good question. And the question that we're going to look at is this, will there be a sense of time in heaven? Will there be a sense of time in heaven? And I think that's pretty good because everybody understands that when we go to heaven, we're going to be there for eternity. So what does that mean? And I think it's pretty good in light of the fact that most of us kind of wrestle with and struggle with trying to comprehend what eternity is from a human perspective. Because from our human perspective, we are dealing and acting and living in, from our human perspective, we live in time. We are bound by time. Time is our slave master, our taskmaster. And we have to live in the confines of time. So trying to understand heaven, well, from an eternity standpoint, that's a little bit beyond us. So we're going to look at that question today. So we're going to approach this from several different standpoints. First of all, we're going to talk about why, why the interest in heaven? Why, why is this something that seems to be every generation of believers? There has, there's an interest in heaven. Even among unbelievers, there's this interest in heaven. So we're going to talk about that for a moment. Then we're going to talk about where do we go to get information about heaven? And what I mean by that is, especially today, in light of some of the books that are being written, what's our source of truth concerning heaven? What do we rely on, especially in our postmodern world where we have this concept that there is no absolute truth, and everybody can have truth, and whatever your truth is okay, so long as it doesn't trump my truth, and where do we go if we're going to try to have an understanding of heaven? Then we're going to look at what the Bible says, and we're going to approach it from two different standpoints. First of all, When we look at it from the scripture, we're going to look and see, first of all, where do we get our concept of time? Where does time come from? And then we're going to look in the scripture and look at what the scripture says about what it will be like in eternity, especially with regards to this question, will there be a concept of time? In eternity. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at it from these three different standpoints today. So let's, t- first of all, let's talk about the interest in heaven. It's only natural for you and I to have an interest in heaven, whether we're saved or unsaved, because the reality is, is we live in a world where death exists. In fact, it's interesting. Every culture, every people group, every religion has some concept of what happens after death. They have some sort of thought concerning the afterlife. And so for believers, we know that we're going to be with the Lord Jesus and that it, we're going to be with him in heaven. We're or on, or on the new earth, the new heaven and the new earth. And so there's automatically a question within our mind, what's that going to be like? Because, you know, we, we hear the Apostle Paul say, for me to live is Christ." to die is gain. What's he gaining? He's gaining heaven. He's going to be with him. Jesus looked at the thief on the cross and said, you know, today you'll be with me in paradise. So there's this interest that is there concerning the issue of heaven. And because of that, especially in, in our culture, in our world, and I think it's very interesting why all of a sudden it's very interesting, with the way things are going in the mindset of the West because of economic decline and everything else, there there's this concept of what heaven is going to be like. So there's all these books out there. Some are theologically based, some are wrestling with the concept of heaven from, the, from a theological basis, but there are also these books of, quote, personal experiences of people who say they, quote, died and went to heaven. Which books are credible, which books are not? Well, I, I'm just going to explain to you that we need to consider what is the source of truth concerning our understanding of heaven. So we're going to get into the second part here. There are basically two sources of truth which are reflected in the books that we see out there concerning heaven. One source of truth is is what the Bible says or what church tradition says. That, That could be a source of truth. The other source of truth is people's personal experiences, which there aren't very many of those who, quote, died and come back, but there are some who have, and they have these, quote, near-death experiences. Now, we're not going to argue the question of whether they are accurate or not. That's not our point. Our point isn't to say whether somebody's experience is, is right or wrong. That's not the point. The point, though, is to say Simply because somebody has an experience, is that an authority concerning what heaven will be like? And I'm here to say to you and submit to you, even in our postmodern world, that our source of truth is not one's personal experience, but rather our source of truth is God's revelation, and that is the scripture, the Bible. So if you use that, if you if you come to that conclusion that it's the Bible that's our source of truth, then you can immediately, you know, it might be interesting to read a book about somebody's near-death experience, and he says that he spent this much time in heaven. That might be interesting, but to be honest with you folks, that's that guy's perspective, but that's not truth. That's not authority. So you need to realize that. You need to understand that. If we're going to understand about heaven, we need to look and see what the Scripture says about heaven. And Jesus talks about heaven. The Bible talks about heaven. And that's what we need to be looking for, is to be with Christ. So let's look at what the Scripture says. Specifically, we're going to look at it from the issue of our question today, and that is, will there be any sense of time In heaven, will there be any sense of time in heaven? So let's, let's talk about it first of all from the, from the perspective of time. All of us understand time. We're ruled by the clock. In fact, this podcast is ruled by the clock. We've got to keep it within a certain time frame because your time is precious. Everyone here lives by the clock and we live by the clock in our lives because as we get older, as time goes on, we age and our bodies deteriorate, and at some point we die. We all live by time. Where did that come from? Well, if you go to the Bible, all the way to the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, in the very first chapter, we see where time comes from. First of all, I want you to see verse 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So before anything there was God. So before time there was God. God existed outside of time because he created time. How do you know he created time? Well, listen to this, verse 3. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness night. So the evening and the morning were the first day so what we see happening here is is god creates light separates it from the darkness and he institutes the first day the evening and the morning what we see here is that god is the one who creates time and so for all of creation from the beginning the very first thing that's created is time and we understand that. We operate in that. Time is our taskmaster. Time beats us into submission. Time is what drives us, is the whole focus of time. Well, okay, George, we understand where time comes from. God created time. Well, that's not answering the question. The question is, will there be any sense of time in eternity? Because we understand what eternity, eternity is forever. Eternity is being with God forever? Will there be a sense of time there? And I think what we need to do is go and look at where two specific passages, actually one passage in in, in two chapters, where it talks about heaven, and that's in Revelation chapter 21 and chapter 22. But we're going to specifically going to look at a section in chapter 21. But before we look at that section, I want you to see Verse 1 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven, and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. So God reinstitutes creation. What we see here is that the old creation is done away with. Now you say, well, wait a minute now, the old creation is done away with, and that doesn't mean that time is done away with. Okay, that's true. But let's look a little bit further in Revelation now. Come with me to verse 22 of chapter 21 of Revelation. Look at what he says here. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. And the Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Verse 25, and the gates shall not shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Okay, so let's stop for a moment. The way it's going to be in this new creation is, it's not going to be operating by the normal functioning of our, what we live in, the first creation, of a evening and a morning, the first day. That's not going to exist there. Why? Because there's only going to be light, and God is the source of light. Not the sun. God is the source of light. We also see that there's no night. And then it goes on and says that the gates of the city shall not be closed. Now, in ancient times, the gates of the city were open during the day. But when it reached a certain time at night for the protection of the city, The city would close the gates to ensure that there was no attack at night from an enemy. What it's saying is in the heavenly city, in the New Jerusalem, there's just going to be day all the time because God is the source of light. And there will be no closing of the city gates because it will be day all the time. From this, we can infer that there is no constraint of time. Time doesn't need to exist. Time doesn't really matter, because we're going to be in the heavenly city forever and ever with Jesus and God the Father and the Spirit. The reality is, is that there's no need for time there. Time does not matter, because our focus isn't going to be on that, it's going to be on God. Now, we, we let, let, let's just go to chapter 22, because you say, oh, wait a minute, George, I, you know, okay, wait a minute. Okay, I can see it's going to be day forever, but that doesn't eliminate the concept of time. Well, there's another aspect of the concept of time being eliminated, and that is our bodies. Our physical bodies will be different. We will have a new body. Right now, time is real to us, because we are aging and moving towards the process of dying. But in the new heaven and the new earth, we're going to have a new body, and there won't be any dying there. So we're not, our bodies won't be bound by time in the sense that we will be getting older. But the reality is age is a result of time passing and having its effect on our bodies. That is not, true for you and I. Why do you say that? Look with me. Chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and from the land. In the middle of the street, on either side of the river, was a tree of life which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse there, but the throne of God and of the land shall be in it And his servants shall serve him, and they will see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light for the sun. For the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Let me just stop for a moment. There's no more curse. What's part of the curse? Death. You and I will eventually die. That's not going to be there. We're going to live, be with him forever and ever. So time is meaningless. Now, that's hard for us to comprehend because we exist right now in a time-constrained environment. We exist in time. But we're going to be like him, like Jesus, in that we're going to live with new bodies in a an existence without time, beyond our comprehension. Hopefully that answers your question or at least gives you something to think about. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity or the Christian life. If you have a question, we would like to hear it. Maybe we'll use it as we did this question on our podcast and try to answer a question that you might have. How you can let us know your question is, is you can if you attend our church, you can just talk to me or put a question in the offering plate and we will try to answer it. If you don't have a church to attend, I would encourage you, if you live in the Kerwinsville area, to attend our church. We're located on 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. Our service is at 1045. We're a come-as-you-are church and we would encourage you to attend. You will, we, we very much believe that you will be encouraged in your walk with Jesus if you attend our service. You can also submit a question through our website, curbensvillechristian.org. If you go to the contact page, you'll see a form there for contacting, and you can just submit a question for that. If you want to listen to other podcasts from the Finding Clarity podcast, you can find them on our website as well. You can also contact us through Facebook, facebook.com slash findingclaritypodcast. You'll find all our other podcasts listed as well as there, as well as you'll see what's coming up in the future for podcasts. And you have an opportunity there to write on our wall a question, or you can message us directly with your question. Next week, we're going to wrestle with another question from a Christian life perspective. And the question that we're going to look at next week is, why do I still sin? Jesus came to set me free from sin, why do I still sin? That's a really good question, and so we're going to try to look at that from the scripture next week. Thanks for listening. We trust that you'll have a good week. Take care.